How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Welcome to Postcast here on Lockdown Jazz, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Jazz lose a tough one to the Sacramento Kings, 94-93. They led by 20 in this game, 64-44. Sacramento then won an 18-7 run, and the Kings opened the fourth quarter on an 11-2 run, gained momentum. The bench unit played the, almost the entire fourth quarter for Sacramento, and they brought DeMarcus Cousins in to couple the bench unit and the Jazz could not get stops in the fourth quarter and simultaneously could not score. They got outscored 32 to 20. I actually <laughs> kind of look back at the fourth. I think offensively we're going to look back. They got pretty good looks. They got Joe Johnson low. They got Rudy Gobert in a roll. He went to the free throw line, hit one of two. I, I The fourth quarter offensively was a problem for the first six minutes. In the clutch, the problem was they didn't get stops. They didn't. They just couldn't get the stops they needed to get. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. Uh, but you know, putting yourself in that situation is is something that you know really puzzles me. Uh, with, because the Jazz just couldn't get it done. Um, Ty Lawson, I thought, really controlled the fourth quarter. You know, he had ten points in that fourth quarter and uh, let led the Kings in scoring. That really catapulted them, I, I think, the fact that they couldn't put a stop to him. Lawson started breaking it down the right side, some early offensive plays. He actually, I mean, he really is, his career has spiraled the wrong direction since leaving Denver, and tonight was a revival uh, for him in a lot of ways. Well, you, you can see they just didn't play Darren Collison at all in that fourth quarter because of the ball game that Lawson was having. But, uh, you know, any team you let back into a basketball game, you get the momentum. If you can't put that fire out, as you just mentioned, the Jazz had some pretty good looks. Um, Joe Johnson d- dribble drive, the ball that went in and came out. Gordon had a three that went in and came out. Uh, and and you, Rudy, with, with those free throws, that one of, one of two, you, you, not being able Mac, to put Mac the fire. missed that right side wide open 20-footer. Yeah, and, and anytime you, you just can't put the fire out, then your, your defense is not getting the job done on the other end. I'm looking at the play-by-play sheet, and I, you never remember a game quite right. Now I have it in front of me. What really bothers me the most about this run is they put the fire out. It, it was Temple hit a three to make it 79-78. And the Jazz countered. Hayward hit a pull-up to put it in a three-point game. They got it. They forced a turnover. They got a stop. Then they Diaw had a 15-footer from the free-throw line. Lawson scores a quick layup, but Gobert dunks, and they're up and gets fouled. They're up six with 4.45 left. You've got to win that game. I don't care how many injuries you have, and they have a ton, but they don't have – the other team didn't have – I mean, I'm not going to get it. You're, you're, just, you're up six with 4.45 left. There aren't enough possessions – for you to lose that game if you play it right. And they, you just look down, hey, uh, Joe Hayward misses a 16-footer. He gets his own rebound, kicks out to Joe Johnson at one point. I think that was a, a pretty good look. Uh, and they, they, Joe missed it, and they just don't get – I guess they didn't get stops. I'm kind of trying to look through a flawlow. They get the bad call on the Barnes tip-in on an offensive rebound. Cousins goes to the line for two. 
And next thing you know, it's tied with two minutes left, and now you're into a battle. Well, yeah, I, I agree with you, but when it boiled down to the big shots, it, it was um, Sacramento who made them, Garrett with the three. Tolliver had one as well. I think they had three three-point field goals there in the fourth quarter, uh, and the Jazz only had one. Uh, those were the big shots. Uh, the Jazz get a two, they come back and get a three. I mean, they just kept picking away and kept picking away at it until it got to the point where free throws put them put them ahead. And, you know, even though the Jazz had some answers, the, the momentum was still in favor of the Sacramento Kings. Well, the Jazz shoot 7 of 21 in the fourth quarter. I think they only hit one three. It was irrelevant. It was a Joe Johnson three with .8 seconds left down four. So the offense for the quarter as a whole is a problem. I think the defense, really, you're blowing a 20-point lead. It's just a bad quarter. I mean, it's not to nitpick once. It's just a bad loss, and frankly, so with the injuries and everything else, the Jazz have survived it, and I'd say they have their first case of a little adversity here. They got blown out last night. They lost a game they should have won tonight. They got Toronto coming in here on the 23rd. It's going to be brutal. Uh, they're probably a little... They were pretty frustrated after the game last night. Probably a little adversity for this team for the first time this year. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, um, you know, you, are, are the Jazz better than Sacramento Kings? Yes, absolutely. They're Top to bottom, they're, they're a better basketball team. But, you know, any team in the NBA can beat you on any given night. And the fact that the Jazz just could not settle. I mean, it's, it, it's so frustrating, I, I think, for us. But, you know, Sacramento's a professional basketball team. So you just have to deal with this and, you know, I don't know what to say. You know, just tell Well, I think the, we get frustrated here and it just... Right. Well, the difficult thing for this is, and the reason it's a bad loss, is when you're a good basketball team, these are hard to make up. So you lose to Sacramento at home, who you're not supposed to lose to. The way you get this win back is you have to go on the road at Boston, at Toronto, at the Clippers, at the Spurs. You have to win one of those 32 games you were supposed to lose if you're going to win 50. That's what makes these losses painful is when you're good, it's really, really hard to win these, to get these games back. Yeah, and you'll look, they'll look back if this boils down to, okay, we, we, we have one ball game where we can move up in the standings or, you know, get that fourth seed or get that fifth seed or something like that, and you'll look back at the standings and say, this is a game that we should not have lost at home. Now, you end up losing in Sacramento, then that's something different. But this ball game was at home. All right, so let's try to wrap this up. If I'm a listener, I just tuned in here. they, They share our frustration. They're with us, but we haven't had, and maybe we don't have one, and maybe that's going to be the truth. Do we have any understanding of why? I, I, I honestly, I'm sitting here right now. I'm, I kind of tried to look at stats. I tried to look like why, what happened? Just not making shots. Shelvin Mack not hitting that shot. Joe Johnson not hitting that shot. Gordon Hayward drives. Demarcus makes good defense. That's a tough play. He doesn't make that shot. Rudy, who has not been in that circumstance of the free throw line since 2015. I mean, that's hard. He's not done that in two years. Rudy's not been at the free throw line in the final 24 seconds. He hits one of two. Is that... I mean, is it just that simple? We just didn't make plays, or is there something else that you saw here? Yeah, I think you can look at it that way, but I think what the coaches are going to look at both sides of the ball. I mean, they're going to look at mistakes that, that were made defensively to give the Sacramento Kings open three-point shots. And, and like I said, Temple had, what, one or two? I know, I know Tolliver had one, uh, and those are those are huge. I mean, those are game breakers. Those are the ones that can get you back in the ball games much 
much faster than, you know, a dunk there by Rudy. But they'll look at both sides of, of the ball, and you, we can all look back at, at those open shots, and that's what you execute your offense for, to get those type of shots. They did not fall. So I don't think it's one side of the ball or the other. I think they'll look at both sides. My last thought I would share is I actually think that scheme is lost to some extent in the third quarter or the beginning of the fourth. Now, if you're up five with five left, as we talk, you've got to win that game. I'm not, I'm not hiding from that. But the fact is this is a game that DeMarcus Cousins probably should have never checked back into the game. DeMarcus Cousins checks back in when it's a one-point game with seven minutes left, and I think you had a chance. Maybe, maybe the injuries, you just didn't have enough personnel to do it. But you're up 20. If you can close out the fourth quarter, you're not seeing DeMarcus Cousins again. Right. You're up 11. They take a 20-point lead. They make it to 11. Okay, I got that. But that bench unit for the Jazz tonight just didn't have a good night. And, Ron, you pointed out, Joe Johnson, Derek Favors, Trey Lyles, Howell Neto, no assists across the board on that group. They're my, Joe Johnson minus 11, Trey Lyles minus 11, Howell Neto minus 11 on their plus minus. That's where the game swung. Is Sacramento's bench got it close enough that DeMarcus could check back in, and then he scored eight of the final ten points for Sacramento. We've been bragging about the bench, Jazz bench. We've been bragging about the the – the depth that the Jazz have on this basketball team. Uh, now, once you you have key guys out that can't play, those guys have to step in. Now, where's the backside of that? I mean, th- there isn't any. So as deep as this team is, I mean, we have that many guys out, then, you, then the backside, meaning, you know, who's going to fill in for the guys that are filling in for someone else, you, you just can't get it. They just didn't get it done. I'm not sure we have great answers for you. I'm sure if you listen to this and you care enough, you're frustrated as well. This is not a good loss. There's no hiding that. Jazz losing tonight, 94-93 to Sacramento. Whatever reason there might be, that's one they're going to have to steal back somewhere along the way before the season is over on their quest to try to climb up the Western Conference standings. Jazz fall 94-93 to Sacramento after leading by 20 in the third quarter and leading by 11 going into the fourth and leading by six with five minutes left. This has been Postcast on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.